0: Hello, welcome to another message titled, Have a petition, apply the offensive weapon. So always have petition when you go into the presence of God. God wants to answer your prayers. Always ask the Lord for what you need. If you do not ask, you will not receive. So Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Matthew 7, 8 says, For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open." James 4, 2 says, You lost and do not have. You murder and covet and obtain not. You fight and war, yet... You do not have because you do not ask. So the reason why we do not have is because we do not ask. So if we do not ask, we will not receive. That is what this scripture clearly says here in James four two. Sometimes the Lord speaks to me and gives me prayer points. He tells me exactly what I should ask him for. He knows how to hit and destroy problems from the root he knows everything about your problem he knows everything about your future he knows what you need so he knows exactly the prayer point that you should pray in order to hit that thing and just destroy that problem from the root the holy spirit himself intercedes for us before the throne of grace intercedes in line with God's will for us. So you need to pray right with God. You need to ask for what you need. Never take it for granted that God knows your needs, so you don't need to ask and express yourself. No, the Bible clearly tells us here that we should ask so that we can receive. Jesus himself prayed to God and asked him for what he needed. So learn how to talk with God and communicate with him. It gives him joy and pleasure when you approach him with your request. Psalm 141 one two says, May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hand be like the evening sacrifice. So your petition and prayer is an offering to God. Never forget that. Never ever forget that. Your prayer needs to rise like incense and be inhaled by God. Let your prayers enter God's is. So persist. Get rid of obstacles to answered prayers. Just keep pressing and keep praying. Do not give up. Remember the case of Daniel. Do not give up. Revelation eight four says, and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Revelation eight three says, then another angel having a golden censer. Came and stood at the altar. He was giving much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. So you can see that prayer itself is a spiritual material that ascends before the throne of God. So God sees your prayer, God sees it rising up. So just make sure that you have that petition. Make sure that you persist. Until your prayers flow into God's nostrils and His ears and penetrate and you get your answer or your response. Pray in line with the will of God and pray the way that God wants you to pray. Delight in God. Seek His face. Job 22, 26 says, Surely then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. Job 27, 10 says, Will he delight in the Almighty? Will he call upon God at all times? So God wants you to call upon him at all times. He wants you to pray continually and without ceasing. That is just the fact. Especially if your case is a a deliverance case, you can't afford to relax. You, You need to pray until that deliverance is manifested in your life because deliverance is your bet right. Jesus already died for you. The blood of Jesus set you free. So that is your bet right. So don't throw away your bet right. Do not throw away your miracle. So just make sure that you keep praying. And even if you're not praying for deliverance, you need the presence of God all the time. You need constantly for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, for you to manifest the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for it to be led by the Holy Spirit. So you you need to walk in the Spirit, and all those ones are gonna come when you pray with that season, and they're not gonna come when you're always playing and just you know playing games, watching any kind of show at all on YouTube or on TV or anywhere. You know, you need to be focused. You need to be disciplined. That's the way that you're going to, you know, live that superior life, that life of sonship in Christ that Christ himself has called you to. That's the only way. So Jesus was a man of prayer. If Jesus needed to constantly pray and see God's face, you also need to do the same. So prayer can become sweet when we get to know God, our Father, intimately. That's just the truth. Prayer can become very sweet and very interesting. The more you fall in love with God, the more prayer is going to be interesting and sweet to you. And it will also be sweet to God. So you can see it's just going to be a very wonderful fellowship, communion and intimacy. When you're enjoying the prayer, God is enjoying the prayer. So that's just the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be struggling. It's supposed to be peace and joy you know, when you're in the place of prayer, you know, because you're enjoying that presence and God is enjoying the presence, you're enjoying the presence. And then when you come out, you come out of that prayer place, very transformed. You, you're you carrying the presence of God, just like Jesus. That was why Jesus was always, you know, going to see God's face and he was always in the presence of God. And then when he comes out, he's manifesting. So that's how it's supposed to be, form a habit of constant prayer. It is only prayer, combined with the weapons of our warfare and the complete armor of God that will lift you up into spiritual maturity and victory. By prayer, you defeat Pharaoh's mountains and giants, no matter how tall that giant is, no matter how big that mountain is. The power of God is greater. It is the power of God that will neutralize everything. And it's when you wait upon the Lord, seek his face, putting on the armor of God, putting on faith, putting on truth, putting on all your armor, then, you know, God himself will manifest and, and destroy everything. There's nothing that is too hard for God. There is nothing that is too difficult for God. But we are the ones that limit ourselves. That is just the plain truth. We limit ourselves by not being disciplined, by not being Obedient. We think obedience is only maybe when you don't commit fornication or when you don't tell lies. When the Bible says, pray without season and you reject it, you refuse to pray constantly. When the Bible says, pray at all times, thank God always. And you don't do it. That's also disobedience. So those are the things that limit us. So we need to be more submissive to the word of God, go into the word of God, get all the instructions there. And, you know, we don't manufacture the instructions by ourselves. Get instructions from the Word of God. Do what the Word of God says. Submit to the Word of God. And then we're going to be experiencing more victory when we live our lives that way. Read your Bible. Hear from the Holy Spirit. Put on the complete armor of God. Pray without ceasing. Delight in God and thank Him at all times. Rejoice in the Lord and celebrate Him. Celebrate Him constantly. Form a habit of constantly being joyful, thanking God, praising Him. Let your countenance be right when you go into prayer. Get rid of worry and anxiety and replace them with prayer, waiting upon the Lord and seeking face so that's the way that you're gonna have that victory it means that you're not gonna get discouraged it means that you have put your faith your hope and your trust in god so you're not gonna be living with worry instead you're gonna be living with the fruits of the holy spirit with love joy peace those are the things that are gonna be coming out of you instead of anxiety and worry psalm 21 2 says You have granted his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. So God wants you to grow. God wants to grant you the desires of your heart and give you the request of your lips. However, will you persist and persevere like the persistent widow? Will you cling to God's promise like Abraham or will you faint and just give up? and turn backwards. determined to fight till the end. That is just it. Fight till the end. Be a fighter. I remember a long time ago in a vision, the Lord appeared to me. That was, I was in my twenties then. The Lord appeared to me and then he, he showed me this golden hand that was in form of prayer. And then he said, you must fight. And instantly I understood what he meant. So prayer is fighting fighting spiritually. Don't just yield to anything and just think, oh, this is that, or make excuses or say this is cross from God or or this or that. If you don't pray, nothing is going to change. So God is looking at you to respond right and pray so that he can step into that situation and change that situation on your behalf. So if you're docile and you decide that you're not going to do that, nothing is going to change and you can even deceive yourself and say, you know, this cross is from God. Meanwhile, the enemy is They're trying to outsmart you. So you need to know you're in a spiritual warfare. Even though God permits everything, you are in God's permissive way. God did not say you should relax in that permissive way. God wants you to get out of that permissive way, into his perfect way. So if you accept it and say this is from God, it is his permissive way, not his perfect will. So don't say, oh, this is from God and I don't need to do anything. That means you're disobedient and stubborn. You're not acting and you're also lazy and docile. You're not acting right. Because even God is, even though God is sovereign and he's permitting everything, he doesn't like everything that is happening. That's just pure logic. You know it, that it's not everything that happens that God likes. There are some things that God doesn't like and those things are happening. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So how is Jesus going to destroy those works of the devil when you now fold your hands and say, oh, this is from God and then you don't pray. You don't ask God to step into that situation to change it for you. You don't respond right. You don't even ask God, okay, what are the obstacles? What What's making my prayers not to be answered? So that he can show you what is stopping your prayers from being answered. And then you correct yourself and then get to the perfect will of God. God wants all his children to manifest as sons of God. He wants them to to be like Jesus and to be like Paul. And So you, if you're going to go around and keep saying evil is from god or just fold your hands you don't do anything there. how are you now going to manifest and be light and salt to this earth how are you going to cast out the same demons if you fold your hands and say, this is from God. No, you need to get to that place where you're manifesting the power and the presence of God so that when the demons see you, they will run. They will know you the way they knew Jesus and Paul. So there's a way to look at this thing. So don't confuse things and think that because God is suffering, that means you need to accept everything that comes your way. That's a misrepresentation and misinterpretation of Scripture because if you look at the life of Jesus and Paul, they knew that God was sovereign, yet they were victorious over evil. So evil exists. Yes, God allowed evil to exist for you to reign over evil, for you to dominate evil, for you to rule over evil and cast it out and defeat it. That's Look at how Jesus was living his life. Jesus constantly <laughs> proved superiority over evil. He defeated evil. Paul himself did. So that was why the sovereignty of God manifested in their lives in such a way that they themselves were experiencing dominion over the powers of darkness. That was why the demons said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know why. So that's why they were respecting Jesus and Paul. So that was how the sovereignty was manifesting in their lives. That they were casting out those demons. And demons were saying, I know them. I will respect them. If they command me to go, I will go. The sovereignty is not for you to say, it is God's will. Everything that is happening is God's will. I will carry this thing on me. If you're carrying it, how then are you going to manifest like Jesus and Paul? How then are you going to cast out those demons? How then are, are those demons going to know you and respect you and say, Jesse, I know. Teresa, I know. How how would the demons do that if you're saying that that evil is from God, is sickness is from God, that the cross is from God? Even if God has passed judgment on you, and you're experiencing one form of sickness or, or the other, is God not your healer and deliverer? Are you not supposed to pray to God to heal you? Are you not supposed to go, go to hospital for you to get healed? So God never delights in evil. So you need to pray. That's my emphasis. You need to pray. This this Psalm 21 says, You have granted his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips." So that's what God wants you to do. Regardless of what is going on around you, even if you've made mistakes, Regardless of how the problem came about, God wants you to seek his face and defeat that thing. God wants to step into that situation to help you, to heal you. God is not comfortable with evil. He doesn't like evil. He doesn't enjoy evil. So when you open the door and the devil is having an upper hand over you, you can still close that door. You can retrace your steps for God to enter into your situation and change it for you and take you into his perfect will because where he wants you to be is in his perfect will. And in that his perfect will, that is where the demons are going to be saying, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Tessie, I know. Jesse, I know. (laughs) That's it. That's where the demons are going to know you and respect you. So have it in mind that the battle exists. Demons and the devil and witches and all those exist for you to have supremacy and dominion over them. For you to be able to defeat them. For you to be the one ruling and decreeing against them. Not for them to be ruling against you, casting anything on you and you accept it and you say this is from God. Everything is not from God. God is sovereign but everything happening is not from God. Human beings have free will. God permits the human will. Sometimes human beings want to do evil. God will permit them to do it. That does not mean that God likes it. So permissive will is not the same thing as perfect will. So just determine. Why I'm explaining this is that you don't need to submit to evil and accept evil. You need to get to that place of sonship where you rule. You are the one that is now ruling. You are a king and a prince on this earth and you are manifesting the gifts of the spirit. You're healing the sick. You're casting out demons. Or even if you're not healing the sick and casting out demons, at least in your own life, you are not allowing the demons and the witches and the devil to have dominion over you. Yeah, it's going to take time. It takes time. You keep climbing. But one day, you're going to get to that place where it's not going to rule you again. Yeah, it happens. We're human. So it happens. You know, you can be fighting and today you fall, tomorrow you rise. Today you fall, tomorrow you rise. But it's a, a place you get to in Christ where you are the one that is now going to be on top. And the devil will not have anything on you the same way that the devil had nothing on Jesus. So determined to fight till the end. God loves it when we fight in the place of prayer. God is a warrior. He is a man of war and he wants us to be warriors like him. He is training our fingers to fight and to make war. To make war spiritually. So the war is fought and won in the spirit. So, live above sin, worthiness, and prayerlessness. Those things are the things that defeat you. Those things are the things that give the devil an upper hand over you. And when they have given the devil an upper hand over you, you are now living in his permissive way and then when you're living in his permissive way you're supposed to look for how to respond right you're supposed to now seek God and then respond right and get back into his perfect way so now yielding to that thing that has come upon you because of the door that you open, yielding to it and calling the cross from God there is no wisdom in that Jesus carried your cross go and fight that battle fight be a fighter be a warrior pray until the Lord himself becomes your crown, until he surrounds your aura and he's fighting your battle for you, until you are constantly manifesting as a son of God. Do not be satisfied with anything less than that. It might take time, but don't be satisfied. That is where God wants you to be. God wants you to be in that place where you're going to rule in this life. Not that the forces of evil will be ruling you, but you will be ruling and defeating evil. That's just how God wants it to be. Psalm eighty-one ten says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. So open your mouth wide and begin to pray and fight. Your birthright is deliverance. So go to God with your desires and petitions. Pray for the Holy Ghost fire and presence to fill you up, to surround you and to consume you your enemies and your problems from the root. Let that problem be destroyed from the root. So just last night, I was praying. The Lord spoke to me twice that night and instructed me to go on the offensive. Offensive means asking the Holy Ghost fire to consume your enemies with his glory, with his fire, with his presence. So to go offensive means asking God to consume the powers fighting you. For many years, he has been teaching me and emphasizing the importance of fighting from the offensive angle rather than constantly dodging bullets, arrows, and weapons and being on the defensive. So we need to always have our defensive weapon and our offensive weapon. It was the Lord himself that explained to me that the word of God is a defensive weapon and that the fire of God is both Defensive and offensive. It's offensive in the sense that it will go to that root and the fire it will burn that thing down to its root and consume it completely. So be able to realize all your weapons. Even when the word of God acts as an offensive weapon, it will only weaken the enemy and knock the enemy down. But it is that fire. When the fire comes, fire work is to consume. That's the work of fire. Consume completely. And you won't see that thing again. So you need every weapon that God has for you, has a role and an objective. So you need all the weapons of God. You need all the armor of God. Take the problem and tackle your enemies from the root. If there are weapons and arrows constantly coming your way and you do not realize... Where those weapons are coming from, you do not neutralize the root, where the weapons are coming from, you will not know victory. But once you destroy the root, you will have victory. So be thinking that way, especially if it's a case of deliverance or you're even praying for someone for deliverance, there's always... A root so when you take away the symptom the same will still be coming from the root you know so those things that the person is suffering from there are symptoms or something when you go to that root and, and neutralize that thing from the root then the symptoms will go that's just how it works both physically and spiritually because that is the way sicknesses are cured in hospitals take that thing away Most of the time, fever is a symptom. If you take away the root, the infection, where that thing is coming from, the fever is going to go. So the same thing, you know, if you're you're constantly casting out demons and then the same demons are are coming back, then there's a root where those demons are coming from. Go to that root and neutralize that root. Then you've defeated the demon. You've defeated the thing that is overpowering you and making your life miserable because It's coming from somewhere. It's coming from somewhere. So you need to destroy it from that root where it's coming from. That's why a lot of people are constantly fighting the same battle. They don't realize that there's some where that thing is coming from. And then when you cast the demon out, they will bring another one, maybe times 10 of the same demon and it's still disturbing you. Why? Because you have not neutralized the root where those demons are coming from. Constantly pray for God to destroy the roots of your problems. A, A lot of times, some problems have many roots. I found that a lot of problems have roots, not one root, roots. So that's why that S must be in front of that root. Roots of your problem. Some problems have several roots and those roots can be pharaohs and satanic priests and priestesses that are renewing and activating covenants and causes on your life so you need to know how to fight spiritual warfare the weapons bullets and arrows are demons weapons spiritual weapons and bullets and arrows are demons so the weapons of your enemy are their idols their gods their demons and their powers that is what they are casting on you that is what they're using to tear you tear your aura attack you and neutralize you they're using it to subdue you subjugate you enslave you and then you know taking away your life your destiny this world is just like a jungle and a lot of people just do things especially in the spirit world because in the spirit world people do things and get away with it physically here you know you can see them there will be cameras everywhere seeing what they are doing but In the spirit world, there are some people that are so wild and very violent. And when you see them physically, they look very innocent. In fact, those ones that look so innocent physically, with sweet lips, with butter mouth, with gentle speech. Spiritually, most of them are extremely violent and wild. So that's just how this world is because the Lord opens my eyes to see these things because I'm a prophet. So that is why he has explained all these things to me, shown me what people are doing in the spirit world. So that's just how people do in the spirit world. So they they just use those powers against you. So it is only power that matters in the spirit world. The Holy Spirit has spoken that to me before. He said it is only power that matters. In the spirit world, that's what makes sense in the spirit world that people with less power are always slaves to people with higher power. So you can be a believer and our own power is superior. But if you don't know how to activate your power and walk in the spirit and walk in divine manifestation as a son of God, you see that you, those people are going to subject you and then you're believing like a slave. Meanwhile, you are a prince and a king. You are of higher ranking than them in the spirit world. You come from a higher kingdom, yet they're subduing you. And when they subdue you, you say, oh, this cross is from God and you carry it. You see how this thing works? So it's just a very big deception. And they have people spreading false doctrines everywhere. Those doctrines are supposed that's the stronghold we're talking about. They're supposed to, first of all, subdue your mind. You accept it in your mind and then they activate it physically. And that thing, there are those incantations and spells they are trying to do on you will be working because they have already defeated your mind and your mind is already accepting evil and worshipping evil. The Lord explained it to me as a form of worshipping evil when you're loving that evil because you're accepting that evil and, and thinking that that evil is something good. You're submitting to evil. So never ever submit to evil. So Pharaoh's spiritual weapon was his God's. His gods were the weapons that he was using to subdue the Israelites and enslave them. So look at what God said in Exodus 12, 12. he said, On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. So he said, all the gods of Egypt. He didn't say he would do some and then leave some of the gods. He said, all the gods of Egypt, so that was where their problem was coming from. This these gods now that the Lord was talking about, that He said He was going to strike and then bring judgment on them, he was you strike the firstborn and then bring judgment on those gods of the Egypt. That was the problem that the Israelites had. So God went to the root to go and destroy the problem first. When you destroy that problem. Spiritually, physically, everything will just be okay. So he, he, God did it. God did it spiritually because God is spirit. He did that work spiritually, and then physically, everything was just falling in place. So that's how it works. Think that way. It's a spiritual warfare. It's not a physical warfare where you you're exchanging physical, you know, <laughs> uh, weapons, and then you're you're doing wrestling match and boxing match. No, no, no. It's a spiritual warfare war battle of gods. That's it. Battle of gods. The Lord referred it to me one time as clash of kingdoms. Clash of kingdoms. Battle of gods and powers. That's what is happening in the spirit world. So if you've not understood that that's what's happening, you're going to be experiencing failure. You'll be using your flesh to fight a spiritual war. The flesh cannot win. The physical cannot win a spiritual war. So know how to Tap into your God. The Bible says that those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. It's just about knowing your God and knowing how to walk in the power of your God. Let your God be the one that will use his power to neutralize all the powers of your enemy. And, you know, just make them of no effect in your life. That's just what matters. So then Moses' snake swallowed Pharaoh's snake. Jehovah himself swallowed the God of the Egyptians and rendered them powerless. So you need God to execute judgment against the gods of your enemies. Pray for God to execute judgment on the gods of your enemy, but don't just stop there. Remember that God also dealt with Pharaoh himself, not just the gods. Because what I found and what the Lord has shown me is that sometimes when you defeat those gods like he defeated the gods of the Egyptians. Now, if he had left Pharaoh alive, what Pharaoh would have done, Pharaoh would have gone and gotten more magicians to bring more gods to him. Maybe this time he might acquire a million gods and powers again and use it. But because God himself is superior and God has said, now I'm going to deliver this. But God will not even let him go and get those more gods again to use and be tormenting the Israelites. so that's what happens so that is still what's happening today some people when you defeat their gods and their idols they will go and get i've seen it happen several times they will go and acquire the kind of gods and weapons that you never even imagined that they could go and acquire so that's what happens these are the spiritual terrorists like physical terrorists do it when you Go uh, into the camp of the physical terrorists and then you take all their weapons. Just imagine that you take all the weapons of that physical terrorist, you know their camp, and then you leave them. You leave all the terrorists, you let them be. When you go, they will say, such a foolish person. You, what, what a simple war. I mean, like, can this really be real? This people came here and just took weapons and left. They will go and acquire more weapons. they they could acquire 100 times more of those weapons that you took. So this is how to fight War. This is, it's a war. It's a war. It's a spiritual warfare. So when you understand all these principles, it's gonna be easy for you. So when you destroy the powers and the weapons and the gods and the idols, make sure you don't allow that person to go again and get higher powers to use and finish you off. Because this time around, they're not gonna show any mercy. They're gonna say, wow, I'm not gonna give this person a chance to come and take my weapons again. They will make sure they eliminate you completely. You won't even be able to stand up again to say, let me fight. It's war, a second or a third time. So that is how it happens. So you need God to execute judgment on the gods of your enemies. So pray for God to execute judgment on the gods of your enemies. But don't stop there. Remember that God also dealt with pharaohs. So that's it. Pray for God to defeat stubborn Pharaohs. The Pharaohs are the problem. That is the root I'm talking about. You know, that's the main route. Let God defeat the stubborn Pharaoh, sending gods and idols and powers and demons to attack and harm you, destroy you, destroy your destiny. That's where the problem is. It's in warfare. And in a warfare, you have to decide that you're going to live and fulfill your destiny. If you do not, you will not fulfill your destiny. Just two nights ago, the Lord spoke to me twice in the middle of the night and said, Go and study God's generals. Study why some failed and why some succeeded. So you, you can be a believer and you will not fulfill your destiny. In fact, you won't even start topless of fulfilling that destiny. So some people have hardened their hearts like Pharaoh and you don't need to die for them. The Israelites were delivered, so God wants to deliver you. If a human being has partnered with demons and has vowed to destroy you and your destiny, it is not your fault and it is not God's fault. Pray for deliverance. Pray until you get delivered. Let God consume those who are stubborn and unrepentant and have vowed that it is only over their dead body, that you can live and have peace. They have taken oaths of no repentance and oaths of no retreat, no surrender. That is not your fault. That is just not your fault. They will fight with their last breath and they will fight till their last breath. Saul kept trying to kill David until his last breath. David cried and was in pain when Saul died. Very sad, but David could not change Saul's heart from wanting to harm him and eliminate him. David could not stop Saul from being violent and disobedient towards God. So what was David going to do? Was David going to live Saul's life for him and stop Saul from behaving that way? Eventually, Saul got judgment from God. All David could do was to be sorrowful and to cry and all that. And God himself has already made a law that, (laughs) <laughs> so that Sinet would die. If you live by the soul, you die by the soul. So, what was anybody going to do? God wasn't going to be the one to repent for Saul. So, that's just how like it is. When people decide that they don't want to repent, they are going to get their reward, their evil reward for that destructive, violent lifestyle. So, that's it. That was what happened with the case of Saul and David. So, there was nothing David could have done to stop Saul from ending up the way Saul ended up. So life is indeed a mystery. So some people are doing that to you. What are you going to do? Are you going to die for them because they refuse to repent? So some humans have vowed that their only happiness and joy is when other humans are in pain. That's it. You see criminals every day. Do you see the government or the law having mercy on them? Even though the law doesn't want to do anything to them, but there's a law they are breaking. So the judge is going to judge them. In every country, you're a murderer, you're a kidnapper, you're a robber, you're this or you're that, you're armed, you're armed to the teeth and you're robbing people, you're, you're destroying people. In every country, the judge is going to judge and lock the person up. Some even have death sentence. What is the law going to do? What is the judge going to do? Is The judge, the judge doesn't want to do that to them, but what would the judge do? The judge will have to lock them up, even though the judge... Who is doing that the human judge is not taking delight it's not being happy to do that but it's gonna do it because that is what it's gonna be you're not gonna let someone go around destroying other human beings so that's just how it works so some humans are vowed that way that that's the only way that they're gonna be happy the only way they're gonna be happy is when other humans are in pain and slavery and are destroyed just like how pharaoh determined to keep the israelites in slavery and captivity the more you try to negotiate them to release you that is both physical and spiritual terrorists like you see pharaoh was acting like a a terrorist so the harder and the more stubborn they become just like pharaoh so god kept sending moses to pharaoh to make him see sense and release the israelites but he was stubborn and he refused he would agree then he would relent and you know just acting up he never wanted to let them go You cannot negotiate with spiritual and physical terrorists. Uh, They've made up their minds to be that way. So a human Pharaoh can take an oath to keep sending demons and evil your way until you stop that Pharaoh. Until you stop that Pharaoh, that Pharaoh is not going to stop that human being that is doing that. Only the power of God can stop someone that is a Pharaoh in your life. Pharaoh vowed to keep the Israelites in captivity and slavery. So some humans... With flesh like you have vowed to keep some believers in spiritual slavery and captivity. The devil is using them to do that dirty work. They love their power and your pain. They love the fact that you are in pain. And they will never stop until God stops them. Life is indeed a mystery. So the way your brain functions is not the way... Some people's brains function. Sometimes the Lord will tell me, Susan and Susan's brain doesn't function right. There are some people, their brains are not functioning right. Again, their brains are not wired right because they have allowed the demons to pervert their brain and their minds. And that is how they function. They only function as sadists, as people that are happy, only when other people are being destroyed. It's very unfortunate. So Pray. Pray, 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 keep praying, pray to God to defeat and consume your problems from the root. That is how to be on the offensive. When you are on the defensive, the demons of the Pharaohs in your life will keep tearing your protection and your aura and keep penetrating your inner man to plant weapons, demons, illnesses, and problems. However, when you are constantly on the offensive together with your defensive and protective armor the human priests and pharaohs will be on the run they will have to run they will see fire and begin to run they'll say no no no! we don't want this person's problem we need to run we don't want to be destroyed that fire is the only thing that they are scared of they are scared of the fire and that fire is the power of god It's the glory of god they will run away from the fire of God because they don't want to be consumed by the fire of God. They're so cowardly. That's the only thing they're afraid of. They're only afraid of God. They're not afraid of you. They're not afraid of your language or how much you know, you're know. you speaking your grammar. They're not scared of that. They're scared of fire, the fire of God, the glory of God. That's what they're scared of. That was why the demons would see Jesus. Jesus was carrying fire and glory. <laughs> Jesus was covered. The fire of God, the presence of God was walking with Jesus. They would see Jesus and fall on the ground and say, what do you want with us, son of God? Have you come to destroy us? That fire, they were seeing that fire. And and that was why they knew that the fire was going to consume them and destroy them. So many years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, it is only fire that they are afraid of. He's talking about the, the human priests, the demons, the witches. All of them, they're all in the same camp. They have already formed one alliance and one camp. So, evil people and people with demonic powers are only afraid of the fire of God. Use the fire of God to defeat them and stop them from destroying your life and destiny. So, present your petitions to God and make sure that you apply both the offensive and protective weapons and armor. Let your armor and weapon be complete. Let the Holy Ghost fire fill you up. Surround your Aura and consume your enemies plant the lord enough in your aura and fight the last book this to me some time ago he said plant the lord in your aura plant the lord enough in your aura to fight you see so you need to be protected as you even do the offensive let the lord surround you and at the same time let the fire of the Lord go into the camp of the enemy go to the root and destroy whatever is causing you misery whatever is the source of your problem that you are looking to get delivered. That is the only way that that deliverance is going to take place. So, thank the Lord enough in your aura and fight in the place of prayer. War is fought and won by the lion-hearted and warriors. Be a spiritual warrior. May the Lord help you and defeat every pharaoh and mountain and giant fighting your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.